extreme, extreme, extreme crazy stories from the book of Daniel. So we're going to look at several of them over the next several weeks. Now we're going to have musical guests. We've got the Browns coming the end of January. So in and out, I'll be uh, speaking in this service some. But hey, every time we do, we're going to do something crazy out of the book of Daniel. Amen. So let's go with this book. Today's our first one. So let's take a peek at the book of Daniel in your Old Testament. The book of Daniel. Hang in here with me. You might learn something this morning. Amen. It was written about 600 years before the time of Jesus. The author was, guess who? There you go. See, you do know stuff, don't you? There you go. There you go. Here we go. The author was Daniel. Of course, it was God who spoke through Daniel. Amen. The Bible says that Scripture didn't come in old time by the will of men. Oh, God just gave me a word. No, 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 no. But holy men of God were moved by the Holy Spirit, the living God, that came upon them, and they spoke the word. Amen? That's what you have. That Bible. Well, you don't believe the Bible, do you? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I believe something that God spoke? Amen? Say. God's not a liar, never has been a liar, and ain't going to be a liar. Amen? So, holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Daniel was one of them in the old days. The name Daniel means... Say it with me. God is my. Boy, that could be all of our names. Amen. God is my judge. Amen. Aren't you glad that Jesus took our judgment on him, the penalty on himself? Instead of using that as an excuse, God is my judge. Instead of using that as an excuse, we ought to use that to call us to a higher level of responsible living. Did you hear me? Knowing that the Lord stands in judgment over us because He's God and we're not. He's holy and we ain't. Can't instead of like, well, you know, I can't do it, you know. Don't judge me. Only God will judge me. Instead of making excuses, why don't we call, let that call us to a higher level of living, to live for the Lord. Amen. God's my judge. I don't want to disappoint Him. I want to do the right thing. Amen. Say. Keep looking. The time span of this book is between 60 to 70 years. So you'll see that through the as we study it. Keep moving, brother. Daniel wrote and prophesied under the reign of how many kings? Say it with me. Four mighty kings. Okay? Kings that really changed the world. This man of God, you're going to see it over the next several weeks that we study this book. This ancient book of history and prophecy was written in Babylon. Well, where in the world is Babylon? That's modern-day what? Guys, these are real places. You don't believe the Bible, do you? Why wouldn't I? It's the same world we live in today. When you look at the Bible and look at the cities, they're there. And people who don't believe God, they might find one or two that ain't there in the Bible, I mean, that aren't here today. I've, I've watched it over my lifetime. I've watched people, oh, you know, well, this city was mentioned and that city was mentioned. But it's funny with technology and the longer we live, the more the Bible is absolutely true. And places we didn't even know existed, archaeologists discover and uncover. Well, look at that was Shazam. The Bible was telling you the truth. Amen? Come on. Babylon, modern-day Iraq. Why was it written there? Because Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, he conquered Jerusalem. And he took captive, say it with me, some of the what? Choice children of Israel. Which is not uncommon to take some of the choice, the choice, the choice with you as you enslave, as you go and slaughter 
And you find out some of the minds and the brains. Well, let's bring them back to our kingdom and make our kingdom smarter and make us stronger and make us better. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar did. So, of whom were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah? Can we say those together? Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And today our study is going to take us into the life of these fellows. Amen? So hang in here. Hope, you don't, hope I ain't putting you to sleep yet. Amen? Come on. Let's look at the book of Daniel. Okay, let's read it. Here we go. Just follow along with me. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of where? Babylon, under Jerusalem. And he besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into Nebuchadnezzar's hand with part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried off into the land of Shinar to the house of his God. And he brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. And the king spoke unto Aspenaz, the master of his eunuchs, that he should bring certain of the children of Israel of the king's seed, get the best, Get the brightest. And of the princes, children in whom was no what? I mean, Nebuchadnezzar didn't make any bones about it. They got any problems, don't bring them. Only want the brightest, the smartest, the well-favored, the skillful in what? Cunning in knowledge and understanding what? Science. And this was like six, seven hundred years before Christ. And such as had an ability in them to stand in the king's palace in whom they might teach the learnings and the tongue of the Chaldeans. We want to learn from them, so get the best and get the brightest. And I want those that you choose, you put them in my palace. And the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat. So you bring them, we're going to feed them phenomenally. Daily provision of the king's meat. I mean, you're eating the best. Amen. Y'all with me so far? And of the wine which he drank. We're not giving them the sorry mass. No, no, they're going to drink what I drink. So nourishing them for three years, that at the end thereof they might stand before the king. You bring them. Bring them in the palace. We're going to feed them for three years. Okay? Now, among these were of the children of Judah, say it with me again, were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and... Are we all on the same page so far? How many remember doing this in Sunday school? There you go. Now you're Sunday school with Uncle Gary this morning. Here we go. Here we go. Then their names were changed. Going to bring them into my palace, wicked king Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to feed them what I say feed them, fatten them up, brainwash them, change your name. I'm going to learn from their head. Go make them my best, my brightest. That's the plan here. So he changed their names. Unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names, for he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar. Not Belshazzar. We're going to see that joker later. Belteshazzar. To Hananiah. Named him who? Shadrach. I don't know how he felt about that. Had a nine and you Shadrach. What? To Mishael, Meshach, to Azariah, Abednego. So now you know where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came from. Amen? 
How many have ever heard this story? You're familiar with the story of them being thrown in the fiery furnace and all that stuff? Well, right there. Amen? But don't forget Daniel's with them. Named Belteshazzar. Okay, keep looking. Now, we're going somewhere with this message. I could just be talking like this, and this is great to learn the Bible and to read the story together and see it, but we want to we find something. What can we find today that can be a blessing and a help to us? I've titled today's message, would you say that loud with me? Extreme. Can we say it a little louder? If you stand today against evil, if you stand for right today, don't be surprised if somebody calls you intolerant. Y'all hearing me or not? Extreme intolerance. Man, if you believe the Bible and stand for the truth and you believe the Ten Commandments and you believe Jesus is only the only way to God the Father, which is exactly what the Bible says, you're very extreme in your, in your beliefs. Amen? That's what the world would say. Well, that's what I want us to be. Y'all hearing me say? We want your feet solid in Christ. We want you to believe the Bible. You're not going to be worth a dime if you're always wishy-washy, whatever. Amen? So extreme intolerance. That's the, that's the gist of this message today. That's where I'm taking it a little bit this morning. Let's go with it. See what we can find. Some things are just what? Say it with me. Can we say that louder? I mean, come on. Some things are just what? Do you still believe that or not? Say that some things are just black and white. You haven't given up on right yet, have you? Say, come on. Never do we put people down or, or make ourselves better than somebody else. That's bull. That's just a line of the devil to get you to, to lay back and not do the right thing. Amen? Say, doing right is right. Do right to the stars fall. Amen? Say, come on. Do the right thing. Some things are just black and white. You're intolerant. No, some things are just black and white. Some things are just right and wrong. Some things are just truth and a lie. Yes or no? Say. How do you do with your children? They lie to you. Well, it's okay. I mean, I understand why you're lying like because you know you're lying to me. I had to deal with it yesterday. I'm 53 years old going through this all over again. Two little girls. Love them. Love them. Okay? I'm getting to love them more. But yesterday... Had to deal with one that did something to hurt the other one. And she said, I don't remember. I said, well, I remember stuff that happened 50 years ago, and you can't remember something that happened five minutes ago. You think I'm stupid? Are you kidding me? Yes or no? Say well, finally I said, you're probably going get to a, get a paddling. It's amazing how the memory works. Shazam again. There goes the memory working just fine again. <laughs> Some things are just black and white, right? Yes or no? Is that how you raise your youngins? That's how you want your kids to be? Yes or no? Say, come on. Are there some things you just say no Good, good, good. Let's go. We're going to be here all day if I keep talking about the family. Here we go. Are there certain things that you do not tolerate in your life? Or is it anything goes? There are no moral absolutes. Whatever you think is fine. No big deal. Today in our culture, that's called moral relativism. Relativism. 
moral relativism. Whatever you think is fine. At the end of the day, you're an American, and you know you do live. You are free. You're free to go to church or not go to church. You're free to do whatever. I understand that as long as you don't break certain laws. Amen? Say. And there are laws that you can break now that they don't enforce anymore. So you can break them too, I guess, now. Amen? Say. Is that where we're headed? Yes or no? Yes or no? Is that the truth? You get by with it, whatever. And we've created little places in our country where there is no law. Did you all know that those places exist? I don't want to live in one of them. Did you hear me say? I want to live where there's rule of law. Amen? Yes or no? Because some things are just black and white. Moral relativism. By the way, not everything we say no to is unpleasant. A lot of times, hello, a lot of times we say no, hang in here with me, a lot of times we say no to stuff that really is pleasant. It's really something we want to do. It's something that the flesh would love to do. It's exciting. I mean, like with kids, it would be better to forget than to have to deal with the mess, to deal with the truth of the situation. Amen? Yes or no? See? So not everything we say no to is, yeah, that's evil. Yeah, that's wrong. So much of what we need to say no to is something that's just not healthy for us. It's not good for us. Some things in our life we need to be intolerant to. Is that making any sense so far? And we're going to look at the Bible now, and we'll see. It's going to back it up. So in most cases, the things that we say no to is something I want to do. My flesh is weak. Okay? My flesh is actually, my flesh is weak, but my flesh is really strong. <laughs> okay? And it's the spirit of the living God in me that I'm not really letting come out of me and be strong as it needs to be. Okay? Extreme intolerance is what we're talking about. So let's look at a couple of stories today. We're just in the book of Daniel. Let's go with it. Here we go. So we're going to bring you here, bring them here, going to feed them when I say feed them, give them the best. It's going to be fantastic. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's what? Now, guys, this was not something unpleasant. This was not something that a lot of us wouldn't have loved to eat. Who wouldn't want to eat at a king's palace? Come on, man. Years ago, I went to Jordan. It was right after 9-11. And the government of Jordan invited several people. My friend worked for the country of Jordan. He's an American. He's from Texas. He works now with Franklin Graham's ministry and his head set up and big part of that ministry. Nobody wanted to go to Jordan after 9-11. Remember? Yes or no? Who's wanting to get on a plane and drive to the Middle East like, like two months after that? Say. I went, is it free? Absolutely. Count me in. So after 9-11, I flew on a plane that hardly had anybody in it. You remember, don't you, Dina? Thought I was crazy. You thought you'd never see me again. But the government invited us, and could you, I mean, unbelievable. The way they treated us, where we stayed, the food we ate. It was like eating in a king's palace. Who wouldn't want to do that? So it wasn't that it was bad stuff that they were going to eat, but he purposed in his heart, I'm not going to eat that portion of the king's meat. Because that's not what our law says and our diet says, Daniel says, in his heart. I'm not going to drink the wine that he drinks. I'm not going to do that. That's not what I want to do. 
So, he purposed in his what? In his heart. I'm not going to do that. That's against God's law. I'm not going to do that, Daniel says. Therefore, he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not what? Even though it was pleasurable, even though it was good to Daniel, who lived a certain way, that was going to be a sin to him. It was going to defile him. And he said, you know, now God had brought Daniel into the favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. They could see what kind of good guy this is. Okay? So Daniel did what? If you want to live a life, if you want to live a life that where you do the right thing, where it is black and white, where it is making good decisions, where it is being strong in the Lord and the power of his might, you're going to have to purpose to do that in your heart. It's not going to happen. Well, well, maybe if I get around to it, you're not going to do it. Okay? It's going to take purpose. That's what Daniel did. He purposed in his heart. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your meat. I mean, he's the one who made the menu, Jack. I fear my lord the king who's appointed your meat and your drink, for why should he see your faces worse liking the children of your sort? Here's the deal. You're going to eat this mess that you say you're going to eat, and you're going to look all pale, and you're going to look all emaciated looking, and everybody else is eating the king's meat, and they're going to be fat and happy, and their cheeks are going to be... And you're going to be standing up here looking like a skeleton. Now, I like you and everything, but I fear my king. Because he's put me in charge of you jokers. Y'all understand, yes or no? Okay? Then shall you make me what? Endanger my what? (laughs) Buddy, hey, look. Under normal circumstances, you can eat what you want. But in this circumstance... It ain't happening because my head's on the line for your crazy diet mess you want to do. It ain't happening. Then said Daniel to Melzar, who the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Daniel says to him, prove your servants. Say prove. First P we saw was purpose. Second one we're seeing here is prove. Prove your servants. I beseech thee ten days. Say ten. Ten days. Ten days. And let them give us what? It don't even sound good, does it? Big steaks, big fillets, all the kind of mess. Got everything going. You got a whole big menu to King's Palace. No, give me like uh, grits. I love grits. How many just love grits? You just love grits. How many can't stand grits? What's wrong with you people? I tell you what, next Christmas, don't let me forget this, Dina. Next Christmas, we're going to do a big pot of grits for, for, the, for the house, open house at our place, a big pot of grits. I'll make them. I'm going to make them because if you made them, they're going to be terrible because you're from up north. You don't do them right. <laughs> I'm going to make them. You're going to like them. Here we go. So give us pulse to eat and what? Water to drink. Okay? And see. And then let, look on our countenances. Look on our face. And the countenance of the children that ate from the king's table. And see and deal accordingly with us. Prove us. So he consented to them in this matter. I mean, the guy literally put his head on the line for it. Isn't that crazy? Who does that? So he consented to them in this matter, and he proved them how many days? 
Ten days. Are y'all bored yet or say? Y'all all right? Keep your hands out if you are. So Daniel said what? The first thing he did is he did what in his heart? He what? Purposed in his heart. If you're going to live a life of yes, no, right, wrong, black, white, up, down, and not moral relativism, you have to purpose in your heart. And here's what I'm here to tell you that Daniel is trying to say. If you trust God and you, you stand on his word, you're going to live out truth and you can prove it, baby, that God is not screwing with you. You hear me, yes or no? That his word is the, the right way and the best way. And doing the right thing is really the right way. So at the end of ten days, their countenance appeared what? Can you imagine after ten days, he's like, oh, no. <laughs> and he looks at him, and they, they look better. They're not all pasty looking. You know, I can imagine. He thought, oh, my, they're going to look terrible. And they're what? Actually, this is some kind of soup or something, vegetable soup. And it's just, you know, it's just, that's why I don't eat healthy, because it'll make you fat. How many men are with me on that one? You're with me. That's why we don't do it. Look, he stands right up. <laughs> I got a hush, but yesterday it was ball day. You know, we're watching ball. I'm watching ball games yesterday. So I went to the store. I bought me a bunch of cookies. I literally gained three pounds yesterday just eating cookies. I know it's not right. It's terrible. But anyway, here we go. So their faces appeared fatter and fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. Thus Melzar took away the portion of their meat and the wine that they should drink, and he gave them pulse. Amen? As for these four children, God gave them knowledge and skill and all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days that the king had said he should bring them in, then the prince of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Keep looking. And the king communed with them. And among them all was found none like who? Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they stood before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, that the king would inquire of them. He found them how much better? Ten times better than all the magicians, the astrologers, and all that in, the, that realm, in his realm. Guys, I'm telling you, living for the Lord, believing God's Word, it just puts you out front as far as I'm concerned, knowing right and wrong. Ladies, would you rather be married to a man who's faithful or unfaithful? Say. Does the Bible say, hey, husbands be unfaithful? Does the Bible say be what? Aren't you glad that that's what the Bible says, yes or no? Y'all listening, yes or no? Say. Would you rather have people that work for you? that tell you the truth or lie to your face? Say. See, the Bible, the, the, the Ten Commandments, the commands of Scripture, these are good things, guys. You're going to be better off. It's a lie of the devil. If I believe the Bible, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to be a freak. You're not going to be a freak. You're going to have a brain about you. Amen? Doing the right thing. Say. Yes or no? That's the point. It happened here, right before your eyes. In a king's palace. Oh, and these astrologers and magicians and people, these were, these were brains. But God's word and doing the right thing will stand up to get to anybody. Yes or no? Amen. Come on. Look at America, for example. Look at America. Look at our great country. We have to give the credit to God. 
We have to give the credit to founders who built this nation on values and doing the right thing. And where did they get that from? The Bible. But now we want to take credit for it and screw it up. Amen say. Come on. So they purposed in their heart. They said, prove us. And it turned out like he said, didn't it? They were better. And God did what? God provided. See, when you do the right thing, when you take that high road, God's going to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. Is it all going to be rosy? No, let's keep looking. Daniel said, this isn't right according to God's law, and I cannot do this. Boy, it would be great if we could get back to that in our, in our, in our church, in our homes. Amen? Say, test us. Check us out. Look at us to see if we ain't fat and happy. And they were, weren't they? And by the way, you don't have to be miserable serving God. Y'all hear me? Yes or no? Well, I'm a Christian. No wonder we look, we look pathetic. Well, whatever. Come on. We, can, we have the joy of the Lord's our strength. Come on, get your head up. Not ashamed of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God and the salvation. Everyone who believes. Amen. Hold your head up. Be, be, be thrilled that you can stand for the Lord and do the right thing. Amen. Come on. God blessed them for doing what? You think he'll bless us for honoring his word? He has blessed fellowship for honoring his word. Anything we have, anything we are, it's, it's, it's certainly not because of my smarts or nothing like that. It's, if, at the end of the day, it's because we try to do right and we want to honor his word. We want to love him and love people. Amen? But do the right thing. That's why God blesses. So purpose in your heart to do right. We saw that. Prove it to those who are what? Prove it to them. Instead of shoving it down their throat, instead of trying to, you know, browbeat them or whatever, you understand, trying to guilt them into it, how about you just live for the Lord? How about that? Say. And see if it won't prove out to be a good thing. And know that God's going to do what? He's going to provide. He's going to take care. Okay? Okay? Not asking you to put your brain, throw your brain in the garbage can. These are some of the smartest folks in the world. Probably smarter than you and me, to be honest with you. Way smarter. And look, these smart people said, look, you do right. You trust the Lord. You keep his word and see if you're not going to be blessed. Amen? Say. Come on. Extreme intolerance. Now, let's look at this second story quick. I know it seems like it's 4 o'clock, but it's really not. Come on. Nebuchadnezzar. Here we go. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was three score cubits, the breadth six cubits. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then a herald cried aloud, To you it's commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sacrament, the psaltery, the dulcimer, all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king has set up. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth shall the same hour be cast into the midst of the fiery furnace. Got it? That's pretty plain, clear instructions, I thought, didn't you? Wherefore, at the time, certain Chaldeans came near and accused the who? Accused the Jews. And there are certain Jews whom you have set over the affairs. Now, look at this. The king's already set them in places. Because they're bright. They're smart. Ten times smarter. He's given them all kinds of 
authority. He set them over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Okay? And you know folks don't like that jealous, ain't they? Say, jealous. Jealous. So here they are, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, Daniel's not mentioned here. These men, O king, have not regarded you. They serve not your gods. They don't worship the golden image that you've set up. Because they're just not going to bow down to this image. Did I lose you? Yes or no? Say. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in his rage and his fury, he commanded to bring them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you're not serving my God, you're not worshiping the golden image that I set up? Now, if you be ready... He liked these boys. Now, if you be ready that at what time, I'm going to give you another chance, that you hear the cornet, the flute, the harp, the sackbut, the psalter, and the dulcimer, and all kinds of music, you fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if you worship not, you're going to be cast the same hour into the midst of that burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that's going to deliver you out of what? My hands. And guys, that's what it comes down to, why things aren't black and white with us anymore. We fear men. We fear what other our neighbors are going to say, what our kids are going to say. We fear men. And, you know, excuse me, political correctness sometimes, excuse me, more than doing the right thing. Amen. Say, come on. Do right. Who saw the Cincinnati game to the end last night? Well, it's sickening, wasn't it? Okay? If I was in the office of the Cincinnati Bengals, I'd fire the head coach today. You'd be done. I love him. He's a great guy. But when some guy's out of control on the field and you don't pull him, and at the very, you keep letting his antics keep in that game, and he's hurting people, he's not doing the right thing, he's absolutely a lunatic, you should pull him. But in the little press conference last night, Lewis got his little shirt, and he's about to cry. The coach is. Well, it's a little late now. Pull him. Do the right thing. Y'all hear me or not? Say. Now, if y'all didn't watch that game, go back and check it out. Crazy. So, what happened? What happened? You either bow down or you burning, baby. Whose hands do you want to be in? Your so-called God's hands or my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not, say it with me. Say that with me. We are not to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of, out of, out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which you have set up. Okay? What's this mean, this little part right there in the Bible? We are not careful to answer you, O king. Plain English, Gary, translation, we don't even have to think about it. We don't even have to think about it. Say that with me. We don't even have to. It'd be great if you would take me seriously and take me up on start reading your Bible and getting into the Word of God and start believing it. Matter of fact, we'll give you Ten Commandments. Do we have some Ten Commandments out there today? What are they? It's not our new ones yet, is it? Is it our new ones? Okay. Whatever. 
If some of you today, you want to start learning the Ten Commandments, I'll teach them to you in 30, 40 minutes. You'll know them. You can get ten of them down. And we'll give it to you free today if you take it seriously. Why don't you start? And I'm not saying just the Ten I'm saying the whole Bible. Okay? But as you read the Bible, it's going to get inside of you, and you're going to start making decisions, and you ain't going to have to think about it. Wouldn't that be great? And say, say, wouldn't that be great? That doing right is just what you're going to do. Well, what happens if we whatever? Do the right thing. Yes or no? Come on. Thy word have I hid in my heart. Why do I hide God's word in my heart? That I might not what? Absolutely. Eat it up. Put it in there. So they had the what? So they purposed in their heart. They said, prove us. It worked out. God provided, didn't he? And now they've got to take a stand. But they're standing on what's right. And because they're standing on what's right, they had what? Peace. Peace. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed. That's a nice way to say, boy, 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 boy. His face was as red as a beet. He was mad as a hornet. And it was changed. You ever had somebody that was nice to you, and all of a sudden they saw you the next time, and something had happened? That you could tell it when they started walking toward you. Changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should heat the furnace seven times more. Boy, he was mad. He gave them a chance, didn't he? They'd already not done it. He said, now come on, come on, come on, come on. Isn't that what the world does? Come on, the devil, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We don't realize, though. Bad stuff, man. He commanded the most mighty men that were in his army to bind them. The most mighty. You t- man, you talking about men. You could... Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he cast them in the burning fire furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their hosen, <laughs> their hats. Forget about it. <laughs> Wrap them all up. And their other garments. Get their suitcases. Whatever. And they were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent and the furnace exceeding hot, the flames of the fire slew the men that took them up. It slew the men that took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was so hot. It was crazy. It was way, way, way more. And just putting them in killed the strongest, mighty men, just throwing them in. You might say, Gary, do you believe the Bible? I absolutely believe this story. I believe all the scriptures. The day I start not believing the Bible is the day I need to find another living. Amen, say. So, these guys are dead. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound in the midst of the fiery furnace. So, boom, they're in, they're down. I'm not saying when you do the right thing, when it's right or wrong, black or white, what did the Bible say? I'm not saying it's going to be a picnic. There will be some persecution. You understand that? Yes or no? Okay. But guys, we don't want persecution because we're mean to people. We don't want persecution because we're shoving people down, the stuff down people's throat. 
We don't want persecution because we're coming off better than other folks. That's what the church has done for years. Amen. Yes or no? Come on. I'm talking about doing the right thing will bring you persecution. It will come sometimes from your workplace, your own family. Who knows? It'll come from the church members. You hear me? Yes or no? Sure. It'll come from our culture. But doing the right thing ain't always a what? How many could attest to that? Say, there's been a time in my life where I had to do the right thing and it won't no picnic. Can I see your hand? Let's just go ahead and get a little bit out here this morning. <laughs> it won't no picnic, was it? No. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished. He rose up in haste. He spake and he said unto his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king, we did. He answered and said, Lo. I love this. Lo, he's looking in there. Somehow he was able to see without having to be the one casting them in. And you know what I'm saying? He answered and said, Lo, I see how many. Four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And this is a crazy part of the Bible. And the, fo- and the form of the fourth is like the who. And he walks with me. And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. Okay? Times might get hard. Times might be tough when you make good choices and the right decisions. But if you do it based on the Word of God, you are not alone. Amen? Say, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I won't do the right thing. Okay? And they were not alone. So, Nebuchadnezzar came near the mouth of the furnace, of the burning, fiery furnace. He spoke and he said, Shadrach! So they're walking around. There's a fourth one. Looked like the Son of God, who he don't even know. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come forth! Come here! Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came forth out of the midst of the fire. Isn't this a crazy story? Amen. Say, crazy! You don't believe that story. I love this story. This is one of the greatest stories in all the Bible. This story isn't just a kid's story. This story is about truth today. If we ever needed it today in our culture, it's today. We need a story like this. And the princes, governors, captains, kings, counselors being gathered together, they saw these men upon whose bodies the fire had no what? Boy, I love that. The fire had no power, nor was a hair of their head singed. That would have been nice. Neither were their coats changed, nor the smell of fire was even on their body. Isn't that crazy? Come on. Wow. It just pays to serve the Lord. It pays to do the right thing. If I'm hearing anything today, that's what I'm hearing. And so these men were what? Several Ps today. Amen. Come on. Then Nebuchadnezzar spoke and said, Blessed be the who? Wouldn't that be nice? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But so often we want to tell them about the way. And, but we want to do it so often by not being truthful, by not being people that are people who are honorable, who do the right thing. Guys, truth matters. Say that with me. Truth matters. 
Matter of fact, the Holy Spirit who leads us and guides us. Did you know in the Bible he's called the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Truth, the Spirit of Truth. The Word of God is called the Truth. That is what we to live, to live by. That's, that's how we have to make decisions, okay, based on the Word of God. So he said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants and trusted in him. i got to quit. And have changed a king's word. And yielded their bodies. Boy, we could use some people willing to yield their bodies and their lives right now in this world we live in. That you might not serve nor worship any God except their what? Which is the true God. Therefore, I make a decree. This is the king. And by the way, he ruled basically the planet. The king says, I make a decree that every people, nation, language which speak anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut into pieces. He wasn't really believing about her yet, but you know what I'm But he believed in them. And their houses will be made a dunghill. That, that's a word for crap, okay? Because there is no other God that can deliver after this sort. Guys, I don't mean to be ugly, but we ought to esteem the word of God so highly. That saying no to his word is a bunch of crap. You understand? Yes or no? That's what this message is about today. So the king promoted, promoted. There's another P. I found all kinds of P's in this passage. He promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province. This thing's loaded full of P's. So they were what? Well, if I do the right thing. Let's, let's take another quick poll. It's okay. You're at church. How many would say, uh, I didn't do the right thing. I knew what was right to do, and I didn't do it. And I certainly wasn't promoted. I was demoted because I was, I was stupid. How many were willing to say that this morning? No, I mean, hand up, hand up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're saying it. I got you. Don't tell us all about it, though, okay? So, not everything we say no to is what? We learned that this morning. Doing the right thing ain't always what? Pleasant. We learned that. Some things are just what? We learned that this morning. Purpose in your heart to do right. Prove it to those who are looking. Have the peace of God. Persecution is going to happen. Trust in God's protection. Expect to be what? Promoted. Amen? I like it. Extreme. Amen. Come on, let's praise the Lord this morning. I think we learned. God! Boom! Come on.